The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead. Before I get into The Big Lead, I saw a promo. I'm not a big Snoop Dogg fan. When the Seahawks won the Super Bowl in New Jersey against the Denver Broncos, after the game, we did a long post-game show. And then maybe four or five hours after the game, we went back to the team hotel. It was it was one of the most fun events. Macklemore was uh, performing, and it was just the most fun. All the players and their families and the uh, all the staffers. Everyone was saying that it was a you know this private event. It was just fun as can be. The next year, the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots. You may recall, that game didn't end well. And they had already planned the post-Super Bowl party, and that was in uh, Arizona. And so we got back to the hotel, and my wife and I were going to go to the, the post-game party. And it was, it was Snoop Dogg. And I'm not the biggest prude in the world, but I'm, I'm a little bit of a prude. And, you know, the players who had little, little kids, it was just so vile. I mean, it was, it's just not my idea of grand entertainment to hear the N-word uh, all the time and uh, everything else. It, it just was my idea of entertainment. But I know that I'm not the target demo either. But I did note that Snoop Dogg is coming to the Tacoma Dome. And they are making it a holiday-themed event because it's on December 16th, just a little more than a week before Christmas. And they're calling it the Holidays of Blaze. I don't know if that's funny to anybody. Holidays, D-A-Z-E, of Blaze. Here's what I know. I know that... None of these artists would have the guts to take, say, a Muslim holiday and turn it into a joke about smoking weed. Uh, They probably wouldn't do it about a Buddhist holiday. They may not even do it about a Jewish holiday, but a Christian holiday. Well, that one's no big deal at all because they know the Christians aren't going to fight back. I mean, if you do that about some faiths, it's not good. It's not going to work out well. But I just wanted you to hear this. So this is on uh, Spokane TV, Cram. I think it's uh, uh, Woke Five's sister station. Now, it just doesn't strike me as that funny, holidays of blaze. It doesn't amuse me. Listen to the TV news anchors. They could barely get through the story because it was so hilarious. You this morning, Snoop Dogg is coming to Spokane. The Spokane Arena will be a part of his Holidays of Blaze tour. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's a blaze. Other artists joining him are T Pain and Warren G. Concert on December 15th at Golden City. It's Friday at 10 a.m. I messed you up, Tim. I'm so sorry. Is it that funny? Because you're spelling holidays, D-A-Z-E, 
and making the weed joke. I, I, mean, I don't get the guy barely being able to finish the news story because it was so hilarious. You know what it reminded me of? A few years ago, there was a restaurant close to the radio station, uh, East Lake Bar and Grill. And Easter was on April 20th one year. And they did a newspaper ad to come celebrate uh, Easter on 420. And it had a little cartoon drawing of Jesus smoking a joint. And I got the owner of the East Lake Barn Grill on. And I said, you know, Easter is the very essence of Christianity. I mean, it, it's more so than Christmas. Easter, you believe that if you believe, you will have eternal life. You will rise from the dead. And and I said, would you make this joke about Islam? And the guy was so, and he's a fairly successful businessman. He goes, yeah, if you don't like it, just don't eat here. And one of his restaurants is the closest restaurant to my house. And I've gone there a few times, but I've reduced my patronage by about 90% because I just think making fun of, you know, Jesus and Christianity, I just don't think it's that funny. And I also think that none of these cowards, because they know nothing's going to happen if they make fun of Christianity, but they'd never make fun of Islam like that. Never in a million years would they make fun of other faiths. You know, I was, uh, in CBS News, they had a story that uh, the head of Nike, Phil Knight, they're not going to do business with NBA player Kyrie Irving because he did send a link to a documentary that is considered anti-Semitic. And I, and I say is considered because I have not seen it. And if everybody says something, doesn't mean that it's true. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's false either. I just would want to make up my own mind. But Kyrie Irving you know, posted a link to this documentary film. And so Nike today said, well, we're, we're not going to do business with Kyrie Irving because he linked to an anti-Semitic documentary. I just find it interesting. Nike will do business and will have shoes made by communists in China who employ people in sweatshops. They will do that, but they take a moral stand here with Kyrie Irving because they think they can score some, some points. I mean, the NBA won't allow any criticism of China and incursions into Tibet uh, or, or certainly into Hong Kong, but they'll make billions of dollars themselves off the China market. Just so riddled with hypocrisy. Uh, Patricia Heaton, who's been on our radio show, she was uh, Ray Romano's wife on Everybody Loves Raymond. She posted a, a cool tweet because she has been not quite blacklisted, but she has been pushed aside by much of Hollywood because she is a Christian. And she sent out a, you know, a lengthy thread after the elections on Tuesday. 
And she said, for those of you who are Christians and who feel disappointed or despairing of the election results, it is a blessing to be reminded that our security does not rest in men or governments, which are finite and will eventually crumble, but in God alone, who is ever sustaining. I talked about this, almost this exact same theme about a week ago on the show, because I talked about how Christians are so reviled in pop culture and in woke theology. And the reason is because people of faith, whether it be Christians or or Muslims or, or Jews or people of any faith who are guided, their life, the foundation of their life is their faith. They don't tend to go along with the mob. They don't say, well, I'm going to wait to see what everybody else thinks and feels, and then that's how I'm going to think and feel. If your foundation is well beyond men or governments, then you can't be shaken. That's what I was saying on yesterday's show, that ultimately I care about the results of the elections this week, but I don't let them affect my personal happiness. Because my happiness is my faith and my family, my marriage, my girls, my friends, the job that I love. Nothing's changed since Tuesday with any of those things. I bring all of this up as mere prelude. Let me get to the big lead. The big lead. I sense a Dory rant coming on. I have said consistently that I think the last two and a half years have been about one thing. For Jay Inslee, for Joe Biden, for government officials who want as much control of our lives as possible. And and I do, I despair with the elections on Tuesday that they are proof that there are an awful lot of people in this world who would rather let government, an authoritarian government, tell them how to live their lives. Uh, because leftist is leftist government is authoritarianism. And there are a lot of people who want to relinquish their freedoms and say, no, government's going to tell me what to do, what to think, what to believe. And I think the last two and a half years was a test of us by leftist government. Let's see if we can get them to stay home for two weeks. See if we can get them to not go to church, not go to restaurants, not go to bars. None of it was based on science. None of it was based on any reality. They just were making this up. Let's have a six-foot rule. Wear a mask. Wear two masks. Get injected. It'll stop the spread. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And then it turns out the vaccinated were still getting COVID and were still spreading COVID. It was all a lie. But it was presented to us as a truth. And this is happening a lot with our kids today. It's happening at a shocking level with our kids California schools, they just sent out a paper. Math is white supremacy. 
according to this report. Why? What makes math white supremacy? Because it insists on obtaining the right answer. Huh? Isn't that just truth? No, 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 no. There is no truth. Truth is what they tell us truth is. This is from the paper. Upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuates objectivity, which is a trait of white supremacy. So 2 plus 2 equals 4 is not necessarily truth, and it is definitely white supremacy. Now, if you believe that 2 plus 2 might equal 5, well, then you're enlightened. And everybody in the woke ideology will congratulate you because you're willing to create your own truth. And that's really what this is all about. You, you really, you should look at this. What's the name of this paper? You should look it up. It's called A Pathway to Equitable Math Instruction, Dismantling Racism in Mathematics Instruction. And it says just that, that if you believe that obtaining the right answer to a math question is a reasonable goal, that's white supremacy. And you are a horrible person. Uh, but yeah, go check out that paper. It's available online. It's easily available. Uh, here's something from it. Um, there's too great a focus in our society on getting the right answer rather than understanding reasoning that may lead to the wrong answer. <laughs> That's just stupid. But it is very necessary to teach our kids. We have a generation of kids who believe that men can get pregnant. Men cannot get pregnant. To get pregnant, you have to have a uterus. Only women have a uterus. But that's not what our kids are being taught. They're being taught, oh, women can have a penis, men can have a uterus. There is no truth. They've told us that Antique, Chris Rufo had a great post about this. They try to tell us that Antifa doesn't exist. Joe Biden said that, that Antifa doesn't exist. Jay Inslee says that Antifa doesn't exist. The superintendent of public instruction, Chris Rakedahl, he says that critical race theory is not in the schools. Well, I have given dozens of examples of critical race theory in the schools. They've told us that vaccinated people can't get COVID. They've told us that mutilating 13, 14, 15-year-old girls, removing healthy breasts, is a positive thing in their life. Can't get a tattoo when you're 14 years old, but you can remove your breasts because that's the truth. That's the new truth. And there's a, a new poll that is out that is absolutely frightening. Uh, it's from summit.org, this poll. And this tells you pretty much everything you need to know about the future of America. A majority of Americans age 18 to 29, believe that each person determines their own version of the truth. In other words, truth doesn't exist. There are no absolutes. 
that men can get pregnant and doctors should hack off the breasts of healthy, physically healthy 14-year-old girls. Only 60% of American voters believe there is absolute truth today. 60%. Sky is blue? No. Sky is purple. Sky is green. Sky is red. If that's what they tell us. And, and why is this such an important issue? Because if you can convince a child that men can get pregnant, well, then you can convince them of absolutely anything. Because you have taught them that there is no truth and there is no reality. And when people like Jay Inslee and Dow Constain and Bob Bobby Ferguson, when they determine what is truth and reality and they can tell any of our kids that this is so, well, then we've lost the battle. And this gets back to what I was talking about last week. The reason Christians are so reviled is because they have an absolute truth. And they're, I'm talking about you know, people who are very devout, but their views are foundationally based on absolute truth. And so when somebody says men can get pregnant, and some of us, no, no, they can't. <laughs> it's just that's stupid. It's not, it's not true. But they have kids convinced that. If you have kids convinced of that, you can convince them of anything. You totally can control their minds. And that's putting our children, our society, our nation in an unbelievably dangerous place. Two plus two does not equal four. Women can have a penis, and truth does not exist. That is a scary foundation to base our future on. But that's where we are right now. I heard about a story that made me sad. There was a woman in Leavenworth about 7 a.m. She wanted to take her dogs out into the park. Also in the park was a mama bear, a sow with two little baby bear cubs. And the mama bear ran at the woman, attacked her. The injuries are not life-threatening, but the woman had to be taken to the hospital. The bear was hunted down and killed because of this attack on a human. And because, for all things outdoors, I have the perfect outdoorsy friend, Tom Nelson, who you can hear on The Outdoor Line every Saturday morning on 710 Sales Park. Uh, he joins us from the hinterlands of Montana. Hello, Tom. Uh, good morning from uh, from the town of St. Regis, where the uh, political scenario is such that somebody running for office is running for the position of coroner and sheriff. I mean, so it's <laughs> small town USA, my friend. That's not very politically correct around here. Yes. Yeah. No um, 
Okay, so you saw this story that I sent to you. Uh, two bear cubs, a mama, and a human being and her doggies get in the midst of all of that. So the bear attacks the woman. Not that unusual, it, right? It, complete, complete tragedy, obviously, you know, on, on both sides. Nobody wins in these scenarios, Dory. And the saddest thing is it, it, it was things like this, encounters like this, are avoidable, all right? The thing of it is, bears this time of year, they're trying to pack on as much as they can because they're coming into hibernation. They're going to sleep during the winter. So the feeding response, the feeding drive, rather, is, is, is at a premium. This unfortunate lady got between a cow, excuse me, a sow and her cubs. And, and in doing so, provoked a protection response from this bear. My, my, the, the tragedy of this is that WDFW has taken this woke wildlife management to a, a situation where they're making political decisions for bio, biological necessities require biological decisions. And, they're, and they're, they're making biological decisions for political considerations they, that we have closed spring bear hunting in the state of Washington. We are further encroaching on the bears habitat, Dory. And so that's, that's a one, two punch that leads to these interactions. Now, WDFW had to step up, get their bear, uh, get their dogs out on these bears, and and take this bear down. So now, now these two cubs, they had to be taken to a wildlife facility. There's a woman in the hospital, and this is the uh, this is completely avoidable. If we okay. were allowed, if we were allowed to, to hunt as we have in the past, situations like this would be much further reduced. And you know my default position on this. I'm I'm just sad that this mama bear was acting like a mama bear acts and was doing what thousands of years of instinct in her DNA told her to do, and she takes one between the eyes because of it. That's, that's very sad. But I will also say, you did tell me, you've been on my show talking about uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife and, and what they've done with the elk runs and what they've done with the bear hunting, and you warned all of us months and years ago that we were going to see more and more of these encounters in our state. Let's roll back um, 15 years ago to a decision made, um, a, a, a citizen's initiative at the time that was very you know, ill-founded that reduced our ability to keep our cat populations in check by eliminating hound hunting and bait hunting for, for cats. We used to be able to bait bears. We can't do that anymore either. So. When bear in, bears in the wild, there, there's tons of bears in Washington, way more than, than you would think of. The bear populations are in a great place right now. So there's, there is harvest opportunity there. And in doing so, we keep the bear populations in, in, in check, reducing human interaction, reducing damage to, uh, to, to our forestry uh, companies because bears will tear apart trees to get the sugary sap inside a tree. This costs the foresters a bunch of you know a bunch of potential revenue as well. And the only reason that that our bear hunting efforts have been reduced is just touchy feely, nonsensical woke wildlife management. Right, it makes no sense. And and we're putting the public at risk. Gee, where have I heard that before? Public safety 
is 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 no longer a priority in Olympia, it seems. Yeah. I, I also found it interesting that when they went looking for this mama bear to kill her, that they did use these uh, Karelian bear dogs, which are very cool animals. But when they banned hound hunting in the state, uh, and yet the state of Washington uses dogs when they want to go find something to kill, that seems a tiny bit hypocritical to me. It's, it makes no sense, Dory, and you hit the nail right on the head. All they've done with regard to hounds and, 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 and especially cats is privatized it. Before, you had hunters out that, that love their dogs and train these dogs and use these dogs to hunt animals that are, that are just amazingly difficult to hunt without the help of our, of our four, four-footed friends, right? And, and so now we as taxpayers have to pay for this activity rather than the hunters buying tags and licenses and providing money for the state. But this is, no. this is the greater problem with Olympia right now is they, they have, they have printed money on a federal level to the point where we can't really vote with our pocketbooks anymore. The state has so much money, Dory, that it doesn't matter. Oh, they don't need hunting and fishing license sales to carry on their agenda. And so it's just one less, one less check we have on government. We, right. we, we, cons- we, we, we consent to be governed, right? But we don't consent to be taxed into oblivion when the state's running, you know, an amazing budgetary surplus. And the, and yeah. the insidious part of a budgetary surplus is they don't care about our tax, about the dollars that we spend in license fees anymore. It just yeah. doesn't matter. To them. Then, then they tell us we need to raise property taxes for homelessness and mental health and all the things that exactly. they, sh- they should have already paid for. Hey, what's going to happen to those two baby cubs? I'm worried about well, them, Tom. Should that, I adopt one of them? I would. I would love to have a bear. I could be. I could be. I could be, I could be Grizzly Nelly Adams or something, yes. right? And, and yeah. That. But but the thing of it is, and there's and there's another tragic situation. Here's two bear cubs. That had their that had their their mother taken away from them, and so now they have to lead you know some kind of animal foster care. You know, again, if you're not making biological decisions for biological considerations, this is just like taking marital advice from O.J. Simpson. Okay, I mean seriously, there's a better way to do this, and wow. it's follow the biology and follow the science. And again, wherever we heard that before. radical concept. Okay, uh, you know, you did give me an idea. You said there are way more bears than any of us would realize. I want to start by next year. I want to get bears the right to vote because I have a feeling if we could uh, if we could get them counted in <laughs> our elections, they because they're not going to vote for any of these woke nonsense people. We no, they're turn- not. We could turn this state redder than red, you know, in one they, election cycle. Have, the bear, the bears already have a theme song. You could run the bear necessities. There's Just the, go straight Jungle Book, you know, and, and they'd be all set. <laughs> uh, and then finally, I wake up Sunday morning, pick up my phone bedside, and the first thing I see is this gory image of your <laughs> leg that you texted me. What happened? Well, I got an elk wreck. <laughs> oh, no. And there's no there's no wreck like an elk wreck. I just I'm so I'm in Montana. They're making my annual trip back here and and so you and Brock joined me in Sitka right before uh you guys got to town. I had some of my Montana hunting friends with yeah. me. I, my deal is I swapped hunting trips for fishing trips in Alaska and whatnot. And so I and 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 I'd never met one of these guys before. Super good dude. Brought us on his land, and we and we went elk hunting. I did not have a 
tag for a bull. I had the tag for a cow. So I was letting my, my friend um, shoot first because it's more difficult to get a male than it is a, a female, right? And so we ended up, he successfully harvested a beautiful four, four by five uh, bull elk, four points on one side, five on the other, just a gorgeous bull, weighed about 500 pounds. And, and so drops down into this hole. We get him out of there, get, get the bull all broken down and into the back of our, of our four seater ATV. So now we got 500 extra pounds of weight coming down here. And this is a piece of property I'd never been on before. And my buddy who owns the ATV was driving it. We uh, started down a hill. And it, it was raining when we got this bull. Now, rain in Montana changes, changes. They've got a special kind of mud in, oh, yeah. in Montana. Yes. You, you remember my cousin Vinny where, where there's a place in Missouri? We're famous for our mud, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're famous for their mud. And, okay. and the road, it was dry when we came in. The rain had softened this hillside. We started slipping down this hill. This bull shifted and we went three revolutions in this ATV rolling it down the hill. I, I landed on my feet, but I got whacked in the eye with something. I got whacked in the leg with something. I got whacked on the back of my hand. So yeah, I look like, uh, I look like I've been in a fight with a, with a, with a bear cub or something here too. Wow. I, I got blasted pretty good. But you but, rolled it two you know, and a half times and you're not paralyzed and you're not dead. Nope. Just, just stupid. And, and the wife wanted me to send a picture of my, my black eye and, uh, but the joke's on her. She's been sending it to all the family, but I'm just going to, I'm going to claim battered spouse syndrome. Okay. I'm going to tell everybody that Kathy just punched me in the grill. So. Okay. All right. Got it. By the way, <laughs> that's the, that's the only time anybody has ever used the phrase bull shifted on commercial radio and not been bleeped. <laughs> that's, that was very, that's pure. That I was, was very, pure. I was <laughs> very impressed with your enunciation there. Thank you, thank you very much. Glad sir. you're okay, and I'm uh, sorry about the the bears and the humans getting too close. And we need that less woke management. That's the bottom line. Let's let's manage our wildlife populations using biology rather than rather than somebody's ideology. There you go. Makes sense. All right, Tom, stay safe as much as possible. I'll see you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks, dude. Talk to you okay. soon. Okay. All right, Tom Nelson, you can hear him every Saturday morning on The Outdoor Line on 710 Seattle Sports. Great show. Great man. Love to hear your thoughts on all this. Text me, 888-973-CAIRO. 888-973-5476. Do you think they should have killed the mama bear? Let me know what you think. And we have lots more straight ahead here on the Dory Monson Show. I've mentioned that the best sports studio show is on TBS. There's a TNT. Uh, it's inside the NBA. You got Charles Johnson. Who's a great broadcaster and just kind of the rock of the outfit. And then Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal. And what's great about it is they joke around and they don't care about being PC. Everybody knows their friends. And it produces some really funny moments. So I wanted to share with you. So uh, here was one from a couple of nights ago where... Uh, Charles Barkley is a—he's a portly fellow now. He was pretty big when he played. He was—he was unbelievable physically, six five only. He's not the tallest man in the world for an NBA player. He, he weighed in at like two eighty, 
uh, big man, but he could jump. Oh, he could jump. But he's still a big man, and they don't make, mind making sport of that. Uh, Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches ever, said something to me one time. We were down there doing a game. Stop eating. <laughs> Don't go oh, to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> not every play is designed. <laughs> Don't go to Krispy Kreme for you. And no, no, no. For us to score. No, not exactly. every play. Not every play is designed for you. <laughs> not for other people. I, I, I hit a man with glasses. Okay, take you, yeah, Keep it up. Hey, I mean, that's all right. Hey, hey, you got your choice. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you make it a lot of money. Hey, Please hey. hit me. I'm looking for a week off. <laughs> Barkley just signed a 10-year, 100 million dollar contract extension. So when Barkley threatens to hit a man with glasses, Kenny Smith goes, eh, you make a lot of money, hit me, which is a good line. And then, uh, I think this was two nights ago, uh, they also sometimes will make fun of each other's intelligence. So uh, <laughs> they had a little spelling challenge on the show. What did you say when you walked out here about this game? The, if you don't, if you had, these two games tonight have been spectacular. Oh, that's not exactly spell what you it. said, but, uh, but I spell like it. He can, he can spell spectacular. No, no, he can't. No, can. 10,000. Yeah. 10, Go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll spot you the S and the P. No, you can't, Ernie. He was going to say it. Okay. 10,000. Go. Uh, I have to write it. Oh, no, spell it. No, no, you can't. No, spell it. No. So we got a $10,000 bet going. Can Charles Barkley spell spectacular? Uh, it's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. Uh, S P E C T. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to tell me, Jeff. Wait, yeah, he's fucking wrong. Wait, <laughs> no, read what you wrote. S-P-E-C-T-A-C-U-L-A-R. <laughs> no, you didn't have that. That's it. I got that. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Uh, that, that you look like a student. Uh, is that right? I couldn't understand what you said. S P E C T A C U L A R. Perfect. Uh, Spectacular. Hey, let me look at that Change. camera. Let me look at that Change. camera right now. So I, hey, I haven't had much to brag on this year, but let me go ahead and say it. War damn eagle. Okay. That <laughs> Auburn education pulled me through America. Okay. <laughs> Just good friends who have a good time. They don't mind telling jokes that would be considered unacceptable on other shows. It's very fun. Very funny.